All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to the 11th episode of the Crypto Mining Tools podcast. Today, uh, we're here with Alejandro and Ethan, our co-host. Hi. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Alejandro, uh, you are currently with Poolin. Yeah. And, yeah, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, how you got there and uh, where you're located right now? And, um, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, um, I've been in crypto for a while. I was uh, part of uh, BTC.com before I was uh, joined Poolin. Uh, so I've been in mining for many years. I uh, helped build out BTC.com from the very beginning. I was uh, from the co founding team. Um, and uh, we built companies to one of the largest mining pools in the world, still is one of the largest mining pools. After that, I uh, decided to uh, need a little change, so I moved into Poolin, and Poolin has been growing very strong in the last couple months. Uh, we were actually number one in mining uh, uh, hash power for Bitcoin, also number one in Litecoin, Zcash, Ravencoin, um, and we and we were, were pretty high in other coins too. So. We've been growing very strong. The uh, team at Poolin is, um, is also former BTC.com guys, um, so we're we're very happy to uh, very happy to bring in some new pools to the mix and uh, get the old guard down. Bring the old guard down. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm curious. Like, tell us a little bit about you. You personally, um, right now, you are located in Germany, but that's not quite where you're from. Right. Well, uh, so well, where I'm from is a long story. But um, I'm Spanish. Uh, but I grew up in many countries around the world. Um, I just moved to Germany, where we just opened up uh, the international international office for uh, Poland. Um, before that, I was living in Holland for many years, where I had the BTC.com office. Uh, where we have the BTL.com office, um, and yeah, Germany is uh, Berlin is a great city and a big city and booming in crypto. There's a lot of crypto companies, a lot of crypto people around here. So I thought, hey, let's move uh, to Ber Berlin and uh, do the office here. Um, and Germany and uh, Holland is not too far from Germany, so it's yeah. uh, it's a great it's a great it's a great it's a great deal for me. How so, how many languages do you speak? Yeah, tell us about that. <laughs> I speak fluently four languages, and I speak Portuguese pretty well too. So five, and I'm learning German. So that's awesome. Six. I hope to learn Chinese one day too, but I will have to live in China to that. Yeah, yeah. Tried it yeah. Already. It's too difficult to learn it if you're not in China. Well, that that's about four or five more languages than I know. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you but in Europe you need it. In Europe, you you're always talking to other people, and you just you just pick it up. And I know how. A lot of people always uh, criticize the Americans. They don't speak on. They only speak English, but it makes sense. I mean, America is bigger than the United States continent. The United States country is bigger than all of Europe, uh, so it makes sense that you know it's not that common. Maybe Spanish would be good for you guys. Here, yeah. Here's a here's a cool question: Which country has the most English speakers in all the world? China. China. That's right. Yeah, I know. I work with right. Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know that. That's a good. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we should have a like a skill testing question for every every podcast episode or something. Right. Oh, <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah. Alejandro, why why don't you um, 
tell us a little bit about Poolin and, and yeah. maybe what you know what makes you guys different and uh, and better. For sure. For sure. Well, um, we since since we have many years of experience, we've kind of pinpointed all the issues over the years that miners have with their operations, with with their farms, and we've just been continuously trying to provide the best way forward for these miners, be it through uh, tools. Uh, we have many, many tools uh, to, for example, take the heavy load off the miners. You can manage all your farm with just one computer, for example, uh, proxy servers. We have we have very many tools which pinpoint the issues we've seen over the years. Um, another another very strong um, thing that sets us apart from most other pools is service. Uh, a lot of these pools grew very. A lot of older pools grew very fast, very quickly, and they kind of let service go by the wayside. We decided to just put service as one of one of our like fundamental pillars. So whenever we have any issues, we guarantee a seven to eight hour response, uh, no matter where you are. Um, these these type of things that we these type of uh, things that we do for service really sets us apart from other pools. Um, and the, and and finally, of course, is the technical side. We have like the founding team at Poolin. Uh, are very strong in in technical uh, in the technical side of mining. Um, they built BCL Com pool, as I said earlier, uh, and now they built the pooling pool. So they're at the I uh, think they're probably the best. I, I mean, of course, I work for them, so I say that. But honestly, I think they are one of the best, in, if not the best, in in terms of the technical side. I mean, Slush Pool and F2 Pool guys are also quite strong, and uh, it's good. It's good that we have com um, competition with them. I mean. Uh, competition is great and we're happy to always compete with 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 them but um yeah that's 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 what has um that in in a in a and basically in a put a long story short that's what's actually helped us grow so quickly and so massively in the last uh six months yeah. now we've we've had a few guests on here that have have been in your industry and yeah. one of the the kind of questions that have stayed in my mind is what what does it take to make a pool? So, um, you know, do do I just need like a few ten thousand miners, and then I, you know, just some special software, and then I can make a pool? Or, like, you know, what what is the difference between a facility that we see that has ten thousand miners that are mining, um, and what you're doing? Okay, that's a good question. Actually, so what you're talking about is what, what we refer to as a mining farm. That has basically nothing to do with a pool. A pool basically aggregates all the mining farms together, hence the word mining pool, and then shoots all that all that hash power towards the Bitcoin daemon or Bitcoin, and and that increases the chances of the whole entire pool finding a block because the more hash power you have, the higher the probability is that you will find a block. Um, uh, so, so there's no, actually no mining involved in the mining pool. We, uh, okay. the company itself doesn't mind, right? We don't mind. We have some miners in the office, of course, to do some testing. That's it. Um, we, we just, we just have hardware that aggregates the hash power and, and, and shoots it at the Bitcoin, uh, at Bitcoin or, or Litecoin or Zcash, mm -hmm. which then increases the chances of, uh, finding a block, which then allows the mining farms to forecast um and find you know basically what if you if you're a mining farm you you would want to mine with a pool because your chances of finding a block consistently increase uh 
If you do it by yourself, you're basically competing against these pools and it'll be very difficult. So it's, uh, it's in the interest of, of mining farms to join a pool and pools also, you know, um, provide many different services, like I said earlier, which, uh, helps, uh, build, build the industry forward. I mean, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's been a natural evolution of mining. Uh, in the beginning, you can mine with your, with your laptop and then it evolved into FPGA and, and, uh, graphics, uh, GP, uh, graphics card GPUs. Um, then, then it evolved to ASICs and ASICs, what basically the evolution, what, what that is, is an evolution of the hash power, how strong these machines yeah. can hash per second. Uh, ASICs are extremely, ASICs do only one thing and one thing very well in this case, mine Bitcoin. Um, so, so, um, um, it's only, it's only, it's, it's the evolution of the whole entire industry and the mining aspect of, of, of it. So I, I have, uh, two questions. And sure. uh, one of them's from from the audience, but I, I will share that in a second. But um, so yeah, going back to Ethan's question about ten thousand miners, for example, uh, if somebody has a farm of ten thousand miners, are are they going to be trying to do solo mining, or are, are is somebody at that scale going to be just joining a pool like 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 pooling? Um, solo mining would require, I think, much more, uh, miners than that. I think, uh, um, no, they would be joining the pool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's my next question and, and sorry, Craig, we will get to you, man. <laughs> Just hang in there. So, okay. You're a pool and you're aggregating all of these farms and their hash power towards solving the block. Let's say the block gets solved. What happens next? Like, I mean, does the pool have a wallet that the, that the block reward goes into? And then that reward is disseminated out to the miners from that from that pool wallet? Or is it just somehow magically spread out to everyone who, who threw hash at? Like, it, yeah, what happens when, when that block is solved? Yeah, so it's quite straightforward. It's not, complex. It's not very complex, actually. We do have a, a, a wallet and we do daily payouts. So, and then we just calculate how much hash power you put in. Let's say you put in 10% of our pool, then you get 10% of that block. And we, we throw fees in there. It depends. There's different schemes, payout schemes. For Bitcoin, we include the fees. Um, for other coins, we, we, we do something else. So every, every different coin has different payout schemes. But yeah, every day we have a daily payout. Or, or you, can, you, can, um, you can also set that up in your, in your account yourself, how you want to get paid, if you want to get paid daily or a week i don't know so it's up I, to up to the miners but yeah we just have a wallet and we send it out <laughs> i yeah i guess what my question is 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 how does that block that's been solved know what wallet to pay uh that part okay also so you're talking about the the coinbase reward so you're talking about basically the block being found yeah it, when the it, block is found how does it know where to send the reward to it's part of Bitcoin. I mean, this is how it's been going since day one. So it's, sure. it's, it's basically if you're the miner who discovers the block, it sends it out to, 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 to that miner. There's an address that you can put down. And then from that address, okay. then what we, we, we're in control of that address. And then we send it out to and all the And then you miners. disseminate out from there. Okay, that's, that's what I wanted yeah. to know. So it's, it's yeah. a part of that actual built-in part of the algorithm. 
Yeah, it's part of the protocol, yeah. That protocol, yeah. So when, yeah. when you're aggregating all of this hash power, you're also including a wallet address to send a block reward to in the event that one of those hashes solves the block. Yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. All right. We got Craig Mullins, and he's asking. Uh, he wants to know a little bit more about how to start your own pool. Uh, so uh, how would somebody go about doing that if they wanted to take on that kind of adventure? Well, um, good question. Um, I think um, I think you would you would need a very strong technical knowledge of Bitcoin. Number number one, or whichever coin you're in, intending to um, mine. Let's say you can also mine Ethereum, for example, or Litecoin. You would need very strong technical knowledge, or someone that has very strong technical knowledge of how the protocol works. Um, then you would need to invest in hardware. There's some specialized hardware for pools. Um, and then basically at the name of the game is, uh, is sales and marketing. Uh, you have to find miners, you gotta set up deals, you gotta market your pool, uh, you gotta go to conferences, the whole, you know, the, then it's just straight business. But in terms of setting it up, you would need also, and also another thing to, to consider would be regu regula uh, regulation and regulatory, um, uh, there's a lot of regulation nowadays in crypto and some areas of the world are not so good to set up a pool or, or some areas are better for to set up a pool. So you would also have to look at the regulations involved with uh, handling funds in and out and these th sort of things. So it's, uh, it's, um, it, it's not, it's not a simple thing to do, um, but it's, it's possible. And, and, and we, th there is definitely open source options. For example, uh, BTL.com pool, um, uh, the former pool that I was part of is open source. And which is, which has helped uh, the industry massively, we believe, and we, we I know I know because I've seen many pools sprung up from this uh, open source pool. So there is open source options, and you can then set it up there. Um, but the name of the game is really just trying to find um, mining farms to join your pool. And of course, if you have uh, the more hash power you have, um, the 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 better your chances are to find new miners because the chances, the chances of finding a block with your pool, since you have high hash, higher hash power, increase. So naturally, miners would like to mine with a pool that has some hash power instead of one that has nothing. So and they they, they call that uh, luck, right? You're you're basically increasing your your chances or your luck by having more hash power. And, and yes, no, no. Luck is is more luck is more to do. Luck is basically a, um, a, uh, uh, it's the block solve rate against the average amount of hash power, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. So it does. Thank you. Um, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the, that's how it works. But, um, um, anyone can have more luck than the other. So let's say if we have a lot of hash power, we, we, we don't necessarily, the luck can be low for us and the smaller pool can have a lot of luck. So like it really, yeah, luck is just uh, is luck. It's you know, luck is luck. So, yeah. Alejandro, <laughs> right. in in your estimation, I'm quote you on that. Yeah, in your estimation, Alejandro, how much hash power does one need? And this is again kind of following with with Craig's question. How much is the the minimum you would say that's how much you need to start your own pool? Well, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I mean, are, are we talking petahashes? Are we talking etahashes? No, but I mean, look, it really, it really matters. It really does. It really, it really, 
it depends on many, many, there's many aspects to this. I mean, you could, for example, have, um, have your own private pool where you have your own, um, <laughs> luck is luck. <laughs> or, yeah, right. <laughs> you can, you can have your own private pool, um, which, which, uh, you have your own mining farms. Let's say you have a, you, you know, a lot of miners in the area and then you do your own private pool with these guys. Um, because you you don't want to work with uh, the pools over there or whatever mm -hmm. it is. So it really depends. You can really set things up in a way. That, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If if you have if you have you would need some capital to get started. Um, but um, you you can anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Don't, I'm not trying to discourage anyone from trying. That's what that's what I'm trying to get. But, okay. So, so people aren't starting their own pool. Uh, <coughs> just keeping it to themselves, they, they really want to have the goal of growing it and having other miners uh, join, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the business model is quite straightforward. Uh, it's, it's basically, we take a fear time a block is found. So um, the more the more blocks are found because the more hash power you have, the more fees you get. So that's how we make money. Yeah. Let's so, go back to- Hold yeah. on. Uh, Craig is asking uh, something similar to what we were asking. So I, I, how do you know what it takes to successfully solo mine Bitcoin uh, to, to get like what one coin a day or, or something like that? Like what, what would it, might it take? Well, uh, this is one of the questions I, I get uh, a lot. And it's, um, it's it, there, there's many different factors and variables you need to consider. You have, uh, as a miner, you have electricity. You have the cost, the upfront cost of the, or the initial down payment of the miners. Um, then you also have uh, uh, the uh, the cost of the uh, operation of your farm. So you, so what you do is then you take those variables. We have on pooling.com, we have actually a mining profit estimate calculator, which you can enter all these variables like electricity cost, the power of the miner, uh, the difficulty of the Bitcoin network, because you need to also always consider the difficulty of the Bitcoin network. The more miners that are entering the Bitcoin network, the higher the difficulty gets, the more difficult it gets to mine Bitcoin. And 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 alternative, alternatively, if miners leave Bitcoin, the difficulty decreases. It's always the 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 protocol always has to have a ten minute uh, time, a ten minute block time. So that's the that's what has to always hit. So difficulty increases and decreases to always have that 10 minute block time. So this is another variable you need to in include into your uh, mining um, uh, profitability calculator that we provide and uh, many other pools provide it too. Um, and then you can find how much it costs to mine one Bitcoin a day. It, so it really depends on the miner, electricity cost, difficulty, your initial cost. Then you can, then if you add all those variables together, you'll be able to find the, the number. Mm -hmm. So a, a calculator, that's that's a, a good thing to have to try to figure that out, obviously. Um, and then, so part of his question was about solo mining. Um, but yeah, but yeah so, so I'm, I'm wondering who out there right now is solo mining uh, BTC? Well, I think, I think the people who are solo mining BTC right now don't want to be known who they are. So I don't know who they are. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, because yeah, they're solo mining for their own reasons, but, but you can, it's, it's really hard to solo mine. You need to be massive in order to compete against pools because remember pools are aggregating many farms together, many really big farms. Um, so, so as a solo miner, you need to compete because of the difficulty 
of Bitcoin. You need to compete against against the mining farms because the mining farms increase the difficulty mm -hmm. and the mining pools. So then if you're solo, you have to you have to not only you have to um, uh, compete with the, the mining pools, but you also have to consider the difficulty of Bitcoin. So it's 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 uh, it's you cannot in the in the beginning you could mine uh, solo mine, but not not really anymore unless you have a really massive operation. Okay. Now, Alejandro, tell us a little bit about um, security and uh, just kind of some of the issues that happen behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about pools. Like it's been brought to our attention that Slush Pool has had some difficulty with their luck lately. And it's been suspected that they've been given what are called like, uh, I forget what it was referred to, like dead shares or or stale something shares. where, yeah, no, stale stale is a little bit different. That's between you okay. and your your connection with the pool. But in in essence, they were they were given like dummy hashes or dummy problems to solve, and and it was just you know tying things up on their end and and preventing them from actually being able to hash. So tell can you tell us a little bit more about that? That I found that fascinating. Well, this is the first time I hear about this. Oh really? I've heard, yeah, I've never. This is this is a this is. I've never heard of this attack. If this, if this is true, then this is a big problem. <laughs> yeah, spread uh, the word. Well, maybe maybe that's uh, why they're they're working so hard on uh, Stratum two or or whatever it's called. You know. Well, I can talk about that. Um, Stratum version two is pretty good. Um, it's no, it's not pretty good. It's really good. And uh, actually, <laughs> pulling. Yeah, pulling pulling is actually starting. Uh, diff, uh well. A similar uh, open source protocol. It's called the uh, Bitcoin Universal Mining Protocol, Bump for short. Okay. Uh, we will have more information on that soon. Let's uh, I think Q1, Q2 latest. Um, uh, but yeah, well, basically what what these uh, what these new stratum uh, protocols, new upgrades um, to uh, to mining do is give much more power to the miners because now with stratum version one. One of the things that we could that a mining pool could do is they can actually choose which transactions to include into the block. But with Stratum version two, uh, the miner can actually choose that. So it gives a little bit more power. It gives less power to us and more power to the miners, which uh, you know is in the ethos of Bitcoin, and that mm -hmm. is great. So that's why we're also working on an open source uh, uh, you know, uh, mining protocol as well. Um, and that's why we, we we're um, we know we know the guys at Slush Pool very well and. Um, and we're also, you know, I uh, think it's great that they're working on their own thing and helping. I mean, at the end, ultimately, we're still, still, still sort of small industry. Now, it's not that small anymore. And uh, when I started, it was much smaller. But um, we're still all friends here. And we have to work together to help uh, bring this revolution forward, this Bitcoin forward. So um, any, any, any open source technology that is helping everyone is good for everyone. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Now, you know, recently the everybody kind of knows this that's in the industry. The the price of Bitcoin is, has been down, and you know, for many many miners now, um, it's no longer profitable, or it's just barely profitable um, to continue mining. Yet, you know, the the hash rate and the difficulty are still kind of remaining at all time highs. Can you give us your thoughts on that? Yeah. Sure. That's uh, that's. Uh... That's that's actually a pretty interesting phenomenon that's going on right now. Um, it has a lot to do with the new miners that have been coming out. The new miners, the S17s by Bitmain, the M20s by What's Miner, um, are four to five times stronger than the older generations. 
Uh, and that, that, so, so what happened was that a lot of the mining farms or the, a lot of the miners, um, went ahead and, and bought, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the new, these new age miners and mm -hmm. started switching them around, um, switching them from the S9, from the older generation to the new ones, which increased the, their hash power by a substantial amount. So I think, um, I think another thing, another reason why hash power, uh, continues to increase is because I, I believe many miners, and the industry as a whole is kind of it's kind of getting to the point where people really do believe in Bitcoin. I think um, I think many miners are betting their house basically or their their whole entire company on that Bitcoin is not going to go anywhere in a year or two. Maybe it's going to go down and may continue going down, but they're going to continue to mine because they see it going up eventually. So I also believe there's a there's an element of that in there. But um, yeah, what's interesting is. A lot of these new, a lot of these new miners are making the S9s obsolete, and in that generation, so it's very interesting to see where a lot of these S9s are are, are like uh, ending up in. Um, they're ending up in places of the world where where electricity is really, really dirt cheap, but the security risk is higher. Um, so it's a it's a interesting development. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I mean, a lot of the S9s are already going offline. It's going to. I only I, I can only speculate what's going to happen, but. It is a very, very interesting time to keep an eye on mining. Yeah. What now? What would you say uh, happened to the Antminer S7s? You know, back um, the other year. Do, do you think it's kind of the same thing that's happening right now to the S9s? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's sim very similar. Yeah. But the thing is, the S9s there was a lot, lot more S9s than S7s. That's that's the main difference there. There's the S9 powered Bitcoin for the last two, three years, like. That was that was it was all on that generation of miner S9 mostly, but there was also other other miners. But uh, yeah, it's there was a lot of millions of S9s out there. So yeah, now we're seeing a lot millions of S9s turning off. So that's gonna be I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, S9s were kind of uh, the the backbone of Bitcoin there for a it while. It was. Yeah. It was most definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I just have one more question to you. Uh, sure. and, and again, this kind of refers back to what Scott was saying earlier. Um, what can users do to prevent stale shares and rejects reject shares with your pool? Like that's been brought to our attention as as a big problem. Um, one of the things we were told is, you know, make sure you connect to a pool that's very close to your location. What are some other things that you know of that can be done? Um that's that that is mainly down to us as a pool we have we have nodes in basically every major geographical location around the globe and um and you automatically it's a dynamic connection so you automatically connect to the to the node that is the closest to you um and yeah i think i think um i think still shares and all that stuff i mean you just need to have adequate bandwidth right and mm -hmm. uh I think I think it's uh, it ultimately really goes boils down to the pools and if the pools and and I think I think we're doing a pretty good job um in that 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 uh, that department we're doing good that we we're we're good there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, and you also mentioned that you know you wanted to make yourself different than the other pools through your customer service. Can you give us an example of that? Like what you do different versus other pools. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, another, one thing that we do different is that we also we just opened up an office here in Berlin. That's why I'm here in Berlin because I'm opening an office for Pulin, and that is the international arm of Pulin. 
so 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 we have you know people that are native uh, in their own Latin, in, in like English or Spanish or Russian, and and they're they're based in Europe. That's uh, that always is very good because of the time differences for many miners. Um, so that's that's one thing. But yeah, we 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 guarantee a seven to eight hour response time, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, um, and, no matter how uh, much hatch rate you have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, well, I mean, let, I mean, uh, if you have one miner. Might be might might take a little bit longer than the guy who has one thousand miners, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we 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 provide, and we're also trying to, and no, we're we're not trying. We're gonna we're gonna have other systems in place to help you know the more uh, local and the more uh, you know smaller smaller scale miners as well. Yeah. Now, uh, one one last question from me before sure. we close. Um, I've heard some other pools talking about. Uh, Profit switching technology and oh, yeah. AI yeah. and and those things. Um, what are, are you guys looking into that, or, or do you currently offer uh, that? Kind yeah, of we do solution. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know about AI. A lot of AI is uh, marketing. Um, yeah, I, I, in my my opinion. Uh, but BTC, we have a BTC BCH, so Bitcoin Bitcoin Cash hash rate auto switch. What it ultimately does is that in the back end we have um, everything set up so it switches. Uh, you, the if you uh, miners have to choose this option, they, it's, it's optional. Mm -hmm. But if they do, um, in the back end, what will happen is if the difficulty decreases in in Bitcoin Cash and the prices, uh, the the difference between price and difficulty is profitable for for that miner at that particular time, then the hash rate switches off to the other blockchain, mines that blockchain, and then and then it switches back to Bitcoin. Uh, when when the difficulty readjusts, uh, readjusts, um, and ultimately what it does is just gives you more profit. I think about um, something like 0.6 percent more profit, and you have we guarantee profit with with this tool. We if we, we never we if we if we mess up in the back end, we'll pay we'll pay the our miners um, what they should have gotten. So it's actually a foolproof uh, extra profit uh, margin. I would recommend you you click the yes on that option yeah wow that's 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 pretty amazing that you guys back that up um yeah what are yeah. what are the typical problems that you face as a as a pool dealing with uh you know mining farms and whatnot what what is the the most common issue that you see uh that's a good question um well i mean regulation is plain Regulation is quite something that is difficult to to forecast, right? You can never know what the government is going to say yeah. compliance uh, next week. Yeah, they might say, oh, "Look, mining is uh, illegal today, so pack your bags." Um, it happened in Uzbekistan not too long ago. They they made they didn't make it illegal, but they they bumped the electricity cost by I don't know like three hundred percent for every mining farm. Oh wow! So basically, so basically they made it illegal, but we're not without saying it. <laughs> It's quite uh, it's quite messed up for people who had farms there. So it's always a variable that is very difficult to uh, to to forecast uh, to, or to know what's going to happen. That's why a lot of a lot of mining farms are based in areas in the world where, uh, like Iceland and Norway or Sweden, where the you know where you know regulation and things run kind of more. Everything is run much more practical and everything runs well in these countries, right? 
So a it, lot of a it's lot of, not all lot about of, political control. It's you know yeah, and there's political stability. You know the EU yeah. and these things. So the so so a lot of a lot of mining farms choose to maybe pay a little bit more in electricity costs, uh, mm -hmm. but have in the back of their mind, you know, they can sleep at night knowing that their mining farm is not going to get shut down by a rogue government one day, and you know that's it. So so it's something a lot of people consider. Yeah. It has, it has to go, it has to, it has to, it relates to your risk tolerance. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Well, Alejandro, uh, it's been great having you on our podcast here and we think thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys. It was yeah, great. Thank good you. talking. Um, yeah, good one last thing. How, uh, what's the best way for somebody to reach out to you? Oh, yeah, I'm just on uh, Twitter. Um, bit, uh, B I T bit entrepreneur. Bit entrepreneur. Yes. on twitter that's right all right and and i take it you're you're in twitter every day you're tweeting a lot i tweet i tweet a lot yeah but i have uh i, I think twitter has gone a little bit uh crazy <laughs> and i and it's kind of I, I have a lot of work to do so i can't be sitting on twitter arguing all day <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, please right. please follow me and give me a shout out if you want to do anything and um put in our comments the website um and thank you guys thank all right you. Yeah. yeah thank you take care all right take, take care. care bye